10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. I was reading an excerpt from Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. The premise of it was that to master any skill, it takes at least 10,000 hours. You know, ask myself immediately after I read that. There's been many of times when I felt like, ah, this is not moving fast enough. It's not happening the way it needs to. I, I feel like I'm not good enough. I've never asked myself if I spent 10,000 hours doing something. If I spent one hour a day, one hour a day to get to 10,000 hours, it would take me 27 years to master any skill. If I spent four hours a day, it would take me about six, almost seven years to master any skill. No wonder I feel like out of all the the roles I have in life, I feel like I'm the best at being a dad and being a husband because those are two roles that I've spent more than 10,000 hours doing. Nicole and I have been together for over, for over 10 years now. Wow. And I've definitely spent more than one hour a day being a husband or, you know, or being her guy. <laughs> Avery is turning 11 this year, so I've definitely spent more than 10,000 hours being a father. So yeah, I'm pro level when it comes to those things. Unless I'm looking at all the other aspects of my life, wondering, have I spent enough time to become a master? My role at SJLI, yes, I definitely have. 10 times, probably like two or three times over. I spent, shoot, three years, well, two years volunteering, not getting paid for it, spending eight plus hours a day doing that work. So, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely, again, pro level at that. But being in business for myself, building wealth, you know, learning how to invest, how to manage, like, time appropriately in order to do those things, like, no, I'm just, I'm actually just getting started, probably at amateur level at this point, I guess the point I'm making is, mastery takes time, mastery takes time. I'm glad I read that, man. Alright, today's gonna be a really good day. Especially with that being, like, the preset for it. That is probably gonna guide how I go into the school of hustle. You know, uh, sponsored by Instagram for Business. This is gonna be a good day. I'll be there all day.
Yeah, $10,000. It's <laughs> a question that's definitely worth asking yourself. Have I spent $10,000 more doing this? If not, I can't complain about not being a master of it yet. Still work to do. Still time to put in. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Have a great day, folks. Let's get it. Right, man. So I'm about to head over to School of Hustle. Sponsored by Headley and Bennett. They make aprons. But also Instagram for business. You know, I'm excited to walk in and learn some things. I have no expectations. I don't know what to expect from this. This is actually the first time they've done this event. Um, it's a day-long, like, uh, seminar training type of situation. Uh, I know it's going to be really active. So, yeah, man, I, I, I think I'm dressed properly for it. I'm excited about what's about to happen. I feel like I'm going to walk away with a solid knowledge base of new things or... You know, knowing to double down on some things that I felt like I already knew, but I just wasn't sure about, you know. So uh, I am excited about the opportunity to be there. Now, I got chosen one out of 100 people. And I had to put a post up on Instagram. And I just decided to tell my story, man. And, and uh, it felt good to get that story validated, you know, by being able to be selected for something like this. So let's see what happens, man. Entrepreneurs unite. <laughs> yeah. Peace.
it's like we have to do that to provide opportunity for our employees that came in and started at a lower level. I mean, Courtney, who's the chef at John and Vinny's, you know, she started as a line cook, and now she's the chef at John and Vinny's, and like the only next right step for her, if we want to keep her in this group, is to create more of a corporate chef job for her. And like, the only way to really do that is to open more John and Vinny's. And like, you know, that's something that's in the pipeline, you know, and it's like, it's an opportunity for her, and all the people underneath her see that opportunity, and they all move up, and it's, it's a, you know, a, down effect. I think it's helped. You guys started off with your own restaurants and then at some point down the line you partnered with Ludo and you worked with the girls at Kismet and now you're partnering on restaurants. What was that transition like? Like I can't, and I'm sure there were some. The first couple were. No, I think, I mean it really came from back to the collaboration, you know, conversation. It, it really sort of started with that idea of like, how can we collaborate? Our interests are the same. We want to create amazing dining experiences for people that really contribute to the Los Angeles food culture. And who can we do that with? We try to really find some of the best people in our industry. And it's like, we felt like, first, yeah. I mean, we're huge fans of Ludo. The guy's gorgeous, right? It's like, he's everything that we're not. So it's like, that's, you know, like, it made sense for us. It's like we've seen this guy who we thought was probably one of the most talented guys in our industry with probably some of the best skill level and he didn't have a restaurant in the city that needed restaurants. You know, it's like we're now in a different spot in our industry where it's like, especially in LA, where it's like every chef from around the country is coming to open and play this funny game in the office and we say, who's not coming? And uh, we try to date chefs that aren't opening here in LA in the next year, which gets challenging. Um, but point being, it's like at the time, he, we needed him, you know, it's like, it wasn't about us opening another restaurant as much as it was like, hey, let's think about this city, and like, what's this city, and then like, like one of the most talented guys in our whole city doesn't even have a restaurant, you know, he does his pop-ups, and like, to be able to get him to come and trust us, because at the time we were young kids, uh, to be his partner, I mean, that guy could have partnered with anybody, and I think, we liked a lot of our release and thought process going into it and the way that we were operating, and I think he took a big risk on us. And then for the stairs, you know, Vinny actually kind of fell in love with them on Instagram, and uh, that's how it all kind of started. We heard they were coming out, Vinny had reached out to him over Instagram, and we met up with them, and they were already doing the falafel thing, and like, we just started talking about, you know, hey, we'd love to do something with you guys, like, you know, a proper restaurant, this, that, and the next. And uh, you know, they just, they, they were mashed potato in the universe. Yeah, it was, uh, well, it starts with uh, being really passionate and believing what, what you're, you're doing or what you want to do, and then talking to just about everybody who will listen. So whether I was waiting for a, a bus or at a cocktail party or dinner or a holiday, I was talking about gender groups. So how many people do you think you would talk to in that? Stretch. Well, the stretch ended up being about two and a half years to raise the money initially. Um, and just about everybody I knew and some people I didn't know, I talked to about 10 degrees. I would say the most uncomfortable day uh, in, in the early days was uh, we got a meeting with a, a, a VC firm. And at the time, we didn't know what that was, but they were on the 24th floor in Westwood. And we showed up in our only suits, um, and this is about as dressed up as I get at this point. 
bunch of guys who really look scary. Uh, we, we, we started our pitch, and within 10 minutes, uh, the guy took over the conversation, saying, well, if I take a position and, and tender it in your idea, um, can I have, have my guys come in from Chicago, and we'll, uh, we'll decide whether or not you're part of the management team. So essentially what he was saying was, right, we hadn't opened yet, we hadn't even raised our money, and he was already firing us from our own idea. Uh, so we, we left, uh, almost <laughs> in, the, in, the, uh, in the elevator down to the street, and, uh, and decided we weren't going to pitch uh, venture capital firms until uh, we were ready. Uh, so that was that was something that we held on to a long time, and really we went back to friends, families, and, and colleagues, and, and did it, you know, one one check at a time. So when you guys first started pitching, were you good at it? I, I think we were good at it because we really believed in what we were doing. Yeah. Um, it took a long time because. When, when you have an idea, and at the time, and this is 15 years ago, um, there was really nothing in the space uh, that looked like, sounded like uh, tender greens. So it was sort of a novel idea. So it was really hard for people to get their heads around what we wanted to do. And there were a lot of, um, a lot of people who dismissed us. Um, but for those who decided to, to believe in us, and, and I think at the end of the day, this is important, it's not about the idea so much, it's about the entrepreneur, it's about the people behind it. And you need to convince whoever you're pitching that you're authentic, that you're real, that you're gonna do whatever it takes to be successful, and you've answered the three whys, you know? Uh, why does the world need my product or service? Why now, and why am I the person to bring it to market? Uh, and if you can convince- Those are really good. Are you guys getting that demo yeah. paper? Say it one more time. Uh, so three points. Everybody's heard about the why. Start with the why. And, and you know what I say to everybody, and I, I hold this to myself, is you know, ask why the world needs your product and service. Ask why now is the right time, and then ultimately why you are the one to execute. And if you can answer that, then you can go and start pitching, and you can pitch with conviction. Um, and then you have to deliver. You have to, you have to roll your sleeves up and, and work harder than anybody else. And it's very, very competitive out there right now. Uh, but it is all about hustling at every level. Mr. Eric, what about you? Um, so, you know, I, I raised a bunch of money over time. How much money, um, Eric? Uh, Don't be shy. So I raised probably about. This was a great event. School of Hustle, shout out to Headley and Bennett, Instagram for Business. Like Instagram came and showed up and showed out. 
Um, they fed us incredible information given all day. Um, I mean, the, the panelists were really well, really well placed. Uh, I think the most important one was the last one on closing deals. Uh, one of my favorite brands, Tender Greens, is a, a restaurant chain out here in LA. Uh, you know, Eric, I met him years ago when I first moved out here to LA. And to see that they're in the middle of a rebranding, they, uh, I think they have, what, like 13 different restaurants in the chain now. Like, they're really doing their thing, man. And to hear the story was amazing. So I had to share it. I'm glad he shared it. I'll tell you what, though. If I'm being completely transparent, midway through the event, I was saying to myself, you know, a lot of this stuff I already know. Like, I've learned through trial and error, through research on my own, looking up stuff on, on the internet, working with some of my friends, paying attention to the updates of different apps, how to share my story, how to do storytelling. You know, I'm a natural storyteller as it is, so um, it's just refining those skill sets. And so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I do that. Oh, I do that too. Oh, cool, that's what's up. So, as I thought, like, mo a lot of this was validation validation for a lot of the work that's happening and like i said this morning it just comes down to time man like i just got to continue to put in the time of doing the work of storytelling doing the work of the blogging and the podcast and uh posting on social media and getting the branding out there you know so we're in a really good place a really good place with this shoot i I really felt like, damn, I could have been on one of these panels, you know what I mean, to really give some people some input. <laughs> Midway through, I realized I'm the only black guy at this event. Literally, I was the only black man in the building. <laughs> you know, so that was an interesting dynamic in itself. Um, but it was cool. It was cool. I got a chance to meet a lot of different people who are doing a lot of different things, uh, from the mundane to the amazing. Uh, I think I was the only one in there representing travel and lifestyle because everybody got bright-eyed every time I mentioned how I do it and what I do, you know. And I think maybe at some point I'll spend some time in the podcast kind of explaining that. But or overall, all in all, this was a fantastic event. Had a good time. I think the rest of it is just networking. There's free food. I'm going to see what's good with that. Before I call Nicole to come get me. <laughs> get me the hell about here. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, hope you enjoy some of the pieces that I shared. And, uh, yo, give me your feedback. Let me know. Like, what you think? How do you feel about the way storytelling is happening on Instagram in particular? Uh, or social media in the broad? Um, let me know what you think about how you best tell your story and how you share in fact what are the brands that you follow and why do you follow those brands right i'd love to hear the reasons um because it can help inform some of the things that i do too thank you for being an audience and i guess i will talk to you all soon peace so i lost today as far as food is concerned <laughs> I mean, overall, today was definitely a win. You know, School of Hustle for the win. But 
as far as food a lot see i think what i gotta get used to you know because I, I foresee me being in type these type of situations in the future i gotta get used to being in an adult situation being invited and food being involved and it probably most cases is going to be free food and i just got to make better choices today i did not i did i did not i just didn't do it you know i mean how could i when when i saw when i saw that the headline food sponsor was tender greens which is one of my all-time favorite places to get food from in the first place yeah right like i'm definitely gonna eat there and that was a good choice because it was a, a bomb bomb ass uh uh arugula salad with some even better um uh a bar, a chipotle barbecue chicken i mean it was a great choice definitely a great choice but then the dinner meals came man like come on a barbecue korean a korean barbecue corn dog what yeah i definitely indulged in that that was great it wasn't a whole corn dog i mean they, they gave you the bite-sized piece you know because it was it's free food so they gave you the finger finger foods piece of, of it but it was bomb you know what i mean there was this this chicken sandwich no no it's a chicken burger like they, they, they minced up the chicken made a patty out of it and then and then made a burger out of it and it was one of the most delicious sandwiches I've ever tasted in my life. I mean, like, when I really look at it, like, it wasn't that bad of an L. But, you know, an L's an L, man. Like, you can't, you can't, like, nitpick how, how bad you lost. Like, a loss is a loss. And you know what? I'm happy about it. I indulged. Kill me. Shoot me. Nah, nah, nah. Real talk. I'll do better in the future. Like I said, I just gotta wrap my mind around things like this. But, uh... Yeah, I just wanted to share, man. You know, we're going to call today's health is wealth session a loss. And we'll start fresh tomorrow. We'll start fresh and early tomorrow. We're going to do well. But today, I'm just going to enjoy every bite of everything I ate. I feel like I deserve it. (laughs) Oh, man. Nicole... It's going to laugh at me when I tell her. Or maybe she won't. Maybe she'll just give me the face that she always gives me when I take L's. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. All for the culture. All right. What's up, Carter? What's up? You, you, what do you want to do? Tell me. Tell you a secret. You got to tell me a secret? Okay. Oh, let me Let me tell you a secret. Yes. Push your button. I'm gonna push the button. The button's already pushed. It's already recording. Are you gonna say something? What are you gonna say? I love you. Oh, what? Uh-huh. I love you too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you want some water? Yes, please. All right, let's go get some water. It's okay, let's go downstairs then.